What's up? All right. Hey, my name is Heather Havenwood. And today I'm just going to be, we're doing a roundtable. So I had this idea from someone else who did a video, YouTube video today. It's just called a roundtable. It's just really, truly a discussion. And so I reached out to dear friends, Ross Williams. Say, hey, Ross. Hey, guys. And Rachel Esley. Hey, hello, what's up? <laughs> I feel like I'm, yeah. All right, so, and what I wanted to do is just have a conversation. They both just completed two launches during the quarantine, right? During the last two, three weeks. And like right in the middle of the quarantine, both of them started something and launched it. And so I just was thought, you know, what, what two great people to have conversations with of like, what were they experiencing with their consumers and buyers and what was going on? What did they find and, and, and what I call future pacing? What are some changes and things are going to pivot potentially? I think it, it's a great way to have a, a bird eye view into um, it's a great way to have a bird eye view into kind of what's ha really happening when you, when you start launching something in the middle of something like this, you start to see what's was people's mindsets at. So um Ross, I'll start with you. You just completed as of 24 hours ago. Uh, this morning, 10 a.m. This morning, okay. The yep. Survive and Thrive Summit, right? You went on, and tell us about that journey because you just completed it and you just started it. And tell about the Yeah, so, um, I do a lot of events and I do live networking parties monthly um, and I have a digital agency um, and a lot of my digital agency work revolves around the entertainment business, you know, bars, restaurants, events, camps, you know, things like that, which anything that's a live event right now is on pause. So whether it was my personal events or whether I was doing marketing um, for people in the entertainment business, it's all on pause. So I, I basically said, you know, how can I still serve people? What can I do to kind of transition my business more online? Um, in the back of my head, I've, I've heard about this virtual summit about a year and a half ago. Um, at a conference that I was at, and I've always kind of wanted to do it, but never really took the time um, to do it because I always focused on everything else. So I was like, you know what, let's just do this thing. And I went back, I had the recordings from that conference. I watched a 30 minute presentation. Mm -hmm. um, took that knowledge combined it with my event knowledge that I already have for doing live events. And I created this virtual summit and I did it. And um, I wanted to do it as quick as possible because I wanted the information to get out there for business owners as to things they can start doing now um, yeah. and take action now. So I, where this typically would be a three month process to put together a summit like this, I did it in two weeks. Um. <laughs> Sorry. This <laughs> worked. I got a recording, but. <laughs> Zoom in a little tight there. Oh, so wrong with my webcam. It just totally went AWOL. So I'm like trying to fix it. It looks good if you just move it. Like, I know. I'm just laughing. <laughs> just... We could all come a little closer, I guess. I'm sorry. It's like... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like hilarious because I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I put So I have this app that you can change it up and it just like went, it just kind of went ape ape well so i apologize now. okay go ahead ross Sorry. um yeah no problem so i'm basically i just decided to put this together and i reached out to all my um connections that were uh marketers agency owners brick and mortar business owners and asked people if they'd um, come on do interviews and share their share the things that they're doing and implement in their businesses so we put together about 24 um, entrepreneurs from all over the world and um, 
brought them together for a three-day summit. We had eight interviews a day going on. Um, you know, the summit was free. People could purchase the recordings um, if they wanted to, but if they watched them live each day, um, it was a free summit. And it was basically just to, you know, help get this information out there to the business owners and and stay connected. Oh, now you're on mute, Heather. Wow, I'm not doing very well technically today, sorry. So what was the feedback from people from the summit, from being out there? Um, the people I heard about, they absolutely loved it. So I was getting text messages and um, emails and uh, people that absolutely loved it. Some of my friends that were presenters, we're getting, they were getting messages from people, you know, so they would screenshot their little messages and send them over to me from people saying, oh my God, this is amazing. I love it. Um, I had people telling me they were taking little post-it notes and putting it up on their walls of everything that they want to do um, and, and implement from a summit. So we really got a ton of uh, good feedback. Um, we probably had over 600 entrepreneurs sign up um, to watch the summit. Um, so I was really excited about that. You know, that's 600 new people that are introduced to me because um, out of that 600, over 500 of them were not on my current list. So, oh, wow. so yeah. So for me, it helps to get me in front of new people and build my authority. Um, those people down the road um, or, you know, anything else that I can do to help them coaching, marketing, whatnot. Nice. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Well, I posted all over Twitter and LinkedIn and all those places. So that's really awesome. Um, and you have any people did you have in the 24 you said? We had 24 counting me. Yeah. So we had eight each day. So just to, to round it out, what, what do you, um, what would you have done differently? Like what are some things that you could see as gaps? Uh, a couple things I would have done differently. And now in the time I, I built this specifically for the environment that we're sitting in now with the COVID-19. Right. Uh, looking back, I probably would have left that out just so that the content can be repurposed. Um, the mm. content's great and it's going to apply today. It's going to apply in 12 months or 18 months. But because I kind of positioned it um, for the, for this, like, it's going to make, you know, even though you can still use it, we do talk about that during the videos. Um, so it's relative for today. The content will work forever, but I would have just positioned it more as a one, just a more generalized, not right. about the pandemic, about hey, how to market you know, your business anytime, really. Um, and then two, I in, in this case, I left it very broad because I just know that every all these local businesses, they're not used to being online. They're not used to, you know, maybe they're not aggressive with their social media. They're not good at the SOPs. So, I left it very broad. If I, but to do this again and make it to where it's really streamlined and more profitable, um, bigger audiences, I would have it serve a, a specific niche purpose of, um, you know, like come to my summit, learn how to do this. By the end of it, you'll be able to do that type deal. So I would make it very streamlined versus broad. So yeah. those are the two things I would do differently. Yeah, I'm curious. So Rachel, what do you think of, of the evergreen and doing the niche like that in the future for him? Well, I mean, I think you're talking about like what, what you can do next time, but you wouldn't yeah. have known that if you didn't do it how you did it this time. And in your first time doing any type of launch model, you you learned so much. Right. Like, it's good you did the first one with this topic. So then you can make the next one be even better with the thought in mind, I'll also repurpose it. Right. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I did get it done super fast because 
it was about this topic and I wanted to get it out right away. Because if I hadn't done that, I would not have done this in two weeks. It would have taken me three months, six months, whatever. Um, so now I've done it. I've done it in two weeks. I know how to do it. I can do it faster next time um, and make it more efficient and definitely upgrade. So yeah, it's definitely the idea, you know, that even though I maybe shouldn't have done it about this time sensitive situation, but she's totally right. By doing that, it forced me to take yeah. action immediately, to finish it quickly, to get it out to the public fast. So with all that being said, that was, you know, it definitely served its purpose and I got a ton of great feedback. Um, you know, I had someone text me the other day, they said they watched every single video. I'm like, oh my God, that's like <laughs> it's 13, 15 hours of content that they just sat and watched. Um, so it's amazing. That's pretty awesome. Um, that's pretty impressive. So um, Rachel, I'm gonna pass to you real quick. You just finished a launch too, which both of them I was, well, I was part. I was part of Ross's, obviously, as part as a, a a guest. But with yours, you just finished a five day challenge, and I came in and followed along that process too. Learned a lot. So tell tell everybody what you just completed. Yeah. So I did a live five day challenge, which is really like a nine day style launch. It was my second time doing this. My first time was right before quarantine and everything. I've launched before. I'm always launching. A launch can be anything. A launch can be emailing your list. A launch can be one day. It can be three days. It could be 10 days. It can be summit style, challenge style, live, evergreen, like all of this. But I really wanted to learn this uh, new model and, and try it out. So first time I did it, you know, it's your first time you, you learn so much and you create all these assets for yourself. Plus you're building a brand for yourself. Cause the point is you want to keep doing it over and over again, do the challenge again, like eight weeks later, do your summit again, do your live thing again. So you get better and better and better. So my first one learned a lot. And then in my second one, I actually didn't get as good as results as my first one. And I, Though, although I don't think it was because of the pandemic necessarily. I don't think it was that. I think it was other things that I did that affected the conversions. I don't really think it was, maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe some people were spending less, but I still have plenty of colleagues and people in my world that are still selling similar things as I am and still doing multiple six-figure launches, million-dollar launches. So I don't think it was that, but... You, every time you do this, you learn. So now I know for my next one that I do, I'm going to change some certain things. One of the things I really like doing and that I noticed worked really well is on my first challenge, I did it in a pop-up group, a special private group just for the people participating. I didn't do it in my main group. Then the second time I did it in my main group, you would think, oh, more people. But really, it's it was not as compounded engagement like not everyone was there for it and there was a lot of people in that group back from like my affiliate marketing days people from like random countries that are not my ideal client for coach of coaches and course creators right um, that's okay i learned you know we still got sales um and there's other things to learn too as far as like what i'm teaching and how i'm selling how you're marketing it the facebook ads the emails the chatbots like all the little pieces that go into it yeah so i'm excited for my next one uh in may but in between that i'm still launching other stuff just not as a, an intense big launch so how much things are, are you constantly launching what are you like 
what is what's your launch calendar look like yeah it, it changes in that i just it, it changes so i used to be promoting a lot of affiliate offers i would do like a new offer every i would promote like three to four things a month basically three to four things a month then the past few months like the past four months i really just focused on selling my higher ticket group coaching programs higher tickets arbitrary but kind of mid higher ticket 12 month program and i now that i've been doing that i want to start all doing some alternating things again promote the, the higher ticket thing promote a mid ticket thing promote a shorter length thing and in different launch styles i realize the best way to do this is not to feel like you have to follow the cookie cutter process but do what feels good to you what you're excited to do Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just find it interesting how much you launch. I find that really fascinating, the launch. So it's like a launch, launch, launch. Like you're constantly launching something new like that. Selling. I want to be selling every day. Other businesses sell every day. Clothing stores sell every day. Grocery stores sell every day. iPhones sell every day. I should be selling every single day in my business, plus having recurring payments from payment plans come in every single day. Nice. Congratulations. That's awesome. I've never, I mean, that's new for me to see somebody who's constantly launching like that. I've never, that's, that's, that's a new selling every day. Yeah. But like launching, constantly launching, would you say you're going to like, you've launched this coaching program. Are you going to like have that for the rest of 2020? Yes. Yeah. And that doesn't, people can enroll without the launch and that since it's higher ticket, I'm launching it through the five day challenge method with, is a good model to sell high ticket whereas lower ticket things that i launch or sell it's not a big old challenge where i'm live streaming for an hour every day for nine days in a row it can be more easy soft sells like quick live streams quick videos social media posts emails there's, there's just different ways of formatting it interesting wow that's cool that's badass. So what is what is a big takeaway you took away from this last launch of the, um, you did pop challenge into, sorry, pop challenge, right? From a small group into your coaching program. What'd you take away? Yeah, I mean, when I did the first one and I called it also in a pop-up group, a special group I made just for the challenge. I had yeah. 750 registrants in it. Although, and then the next one I did was in my bigger group of 6,000 people but I actually had less registrants, just mm. 400 registrants. And uh, so next one I'm doing, I'm doing in a new group. And, but I'm probably not going to delete that group when I'm done with that group. I'll probably keep that group and make that my main group and be more careful and strict of who I allow in the group. Like mm. only I don't want my VA approving anyone. They don't know how to judge is as good as I know how to judge. And I know we don't want to judge too much, but there's certain like demographics and psychographics of the type of person I want to, to work with and be in the group. Yeah. Right. No, I get it. I used to have somebody to, uh, to do that on LinkedIn and I would try to explain judgment and it's very hard to do that, to let people in because then you get spammed and all kinds of stuff. So that's interesting. Um, so, so do you think, uh, just to round out, so in the, in the future for your so the future part of this, like in just a round table, what do you what do you take is kind of happening now in the marketplace? I mean, are you feeling any major differences in your business? Or are you just kind of like steering right through it? Are you finding there's more newbies in the marketplace? What well, do you for me, it's I don't really notice much of a difference, but I came from an old digital world anyway, where as Ross was like, yeah. Where, so. 
I'm talking about the, what, what people are saying to you and things like that. There's just no difference. I mean, I, to me in digital world too, just curious, like, are people saying, oh, I'm pulling back or, oh, I want to start a business or have you seen like any differences with that at all? Not particularly that I've paid attention to. My target yeah. market is coaches and course creators. Even if they're newbie coaches and course creators, I don't think anyone in my audience decided yesterday they want to start to work online and have a coaching course creation business. Most of my audience, I feel like it's been on their mind for at least a couple of years to make it happen if they haven't made it happen or they yeah. make it happen and it's just not where they want it to be. Got it. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> that's cool. Did you do any Facebook ads for yours? Yes. Okay. For the challenge. Did you do Facebook ads too, Ross, for yours? Uh, sort of. I, I ran them, but honestly, after one day, my account got shut down. So uh, I really did the whole thing with no ads and no retargeting or nothing. It was all organic. Wow. That's cool. That's an interesting insight. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, I was talking to Amanda Dake about it when my account, she goes, Ross, you know what? You're going to have a story to tell. You're going to do this whole damn thing with no ads. And we did. We still got over 600 people registered with no ads. Um, I really had to like up the game on like the email and the social media posting and um, talking to groups, interviewing in groups, you know, like Russell Brunson's traffic secrets. You could pay for ads or you can work for ads or work for traffic. And I had to go work for the traffic. Um, I was really disappointed that that happened, though, because it was my ads after one day were converting at a $30 sale to a $10 spend. Um, and I was all ready to scale it. When I went to scale it, they shut it down. And I think they won't tell you specifically because they're just a pain in the ass like that. Um, yeah. But I believe it was because my landing page talked about how to overcome the, this pandemic. Um, you know, once we get through COVID-19 and things are back to normal, so I had those words in there. And I think that that spun their robot off. Um, right. Even though my ads were clicked, because the whole time I was looking at my ads, I'm like, what is, there's nothing wrong with my ads. There's nothing wrong with my ads. And, um, and then after like just hashing through all the what ifs, what could it be? I believe it was my landing page. Um, so I cleaned all that up. I changed it, um, all the wording and verbiage on there. But it, by that point, it was too late. Sorry. Yeah, there's a P word and the C word. They don't like People are getting down. <laughs> and that could apply to a lot of things. Um, it was the P word. That can't say that. I had one of my clients that actually, or not my clients, one of the guys that I interviewed. He said his client, who has this organic, like personal care product line, um, that their account got shut down. Now they do enough. They do big enough dollars that they actually have a direct rep. They can talk to someone at Facebook. And um, what happened is she launched an organic hand sanitizer with like lavender and witch hazel and all this stuff in it. And her ad account got shut down because of that. Because two weeks ago, Facebook slipped into their terms and conditions, no masks and no sanitizers. Um, so after arguing back and forth with Facebook, they were like, okay, we'll open your ad, ad account back up, but you you cannot use the word sanitizer. So she had to use like hand cleanser or something different. She couldn't use the word sanitizer. So, and, and you know, Facebook's a pain in the butt. They don't tell you when they add something right. new and they literally just slipped that in a week or two ago. Um, right. You know but, what happened? You know, I'm, I'm a Canva user, right? Yesterday yeah. I got an email that they now have templates in Canva for the C word. <laughs> and, and uh, they have, they have the copy in there and it's locked. So you can't, like they'll actually shut, they say, we'll shut your account down if you're putting out false information around the C word. 
which I found fascinating. Like here is a graphics company. Now, like, you know, now we can't say what, it, I don't know what false or not false is, by the way. So I was like, wow, now Canva's reading your graphics. <laughs> like, what? Right. That's crazy. That is well, that crazy. goes to the stealth marketing um, Sal Pierre teaches is that in your graphics, um, he actually embeds your hashtags, your website, your at um, call name for for Instagram and all that inside the graphics. So even if it's layered and you can't physically see it, the robots scan it and pulls all the hashtags and the tags and the website and all that out of there. And it actually makes your graphics way more SEO searchable. Oh, sweet. Is he doing that in Canva? Like the actual image, the name of the image? Uh, no, I, I mean, I don't think he uses Canva. He probably uses it because he has professional designers that do it, okay. but it doesn't matter. You just put, you just put in your graphics somewhere, you know, hashtag the name of your company, hashtag your name. Oh, your you can, oh, and you can put it actually, they can't see it. Like the visual, I can't see it, but it's in there like black copy, right. black writing or something. Oh. Yeah. Or you yeah. layer it so that the text is very faint and there's like a color over it. So it's not, so the human eye doesn't really catch it, but yeah. the computer does. Oh um, wow! That's so it'll still come up in the hashtags. It'll still come up as tag to your your Instagram or your social media. Right. It'll come up as a search if someone searches your website, it'll still pop up as an image for that. Oh wow, that's cool. That's kind of a cool. Cool. cool well, um, so so you spent was two and a half weeks, three weeks doing that. What's next? You finished last night. You're gonna get some sleep. No, I because I bonus them two master classes. Um, so I finished one of the master classes yesterday. I got to do the other master class today. So What's if they the master class, if they purchase the recordings, they a got lifetime access to all 24 interviews. Um, and then I gave them the master class of 10,000 followers, master class and a social leads master class. So, um, the 10,000 followers master class is how to get 10,000 followers on your Facebook page in 24 hours or less with only a hundred dollars in ad spend. Um, and then the social leads pro is how to utilize your social profiles to generate organic leads on autopilot for your business. Nice. I want to take those master classes. Yeah. So I got both of those. One of them's already in there. It's built out and I got to build out the other one still. Nice. Um, and basically that'll, that'll complete the summit it will be completed by tomorrow. Um, and then the whole, I, I now have a continuity group that I'm actually doing. Um, where I'm going to do one one hour a week group coaching, and I give them all the presentations from all my like live uh, networking events. I add a new presentation every month from different speakers, um, so they get access to all that. And it's only 27 bucks a month, so they get to come in there um, and do that. And I um, and then actually after uh, I'm going to make a events course. So I figure now while there's time. Um, I'm going to create a how to create events course. And then that way, by the time we come out of this, the course will be done. When we can do events again, I can start selling it. Nice. Woohoo. Something again I've wanted to do now for like two years um, and just haven't really had the time to set or haven't been able to step away from my normal business to implement that. Right. Um, and then once I do that, I'm going to implement it, It'll probably have different modules. So I'll have like, because I do consumer events and entrepreneur events. So it'll have, you know, pub crawls, charity events, block parties, costume parties, but then it'll also have masterminds, group cruises, um, virtual summits, networking parties. So I'm just gonna kind of make an academy of how to do every, all these events that I've been doing for 12 years um, and put it into a course and people can 
either pick and choose which ones they want or buy the whole academy and learn everything. That's nice. And by the way, I met, you know, Rachel and well, I already knew Ross, but I met you guys through events and I met Rachel specifically the first you day. You met me at an event. You met me at a workshop in Dallas. Still an event, right? In Austin. That's right. Yeah, okay. I did. I met you. That's right. I met you in Austin. And then I met Rachel on the first day of the cruise. On the cruise. Yeah. Yeah. With her man. Out together for the, when you go on a cruise and you have to go out for the, like the emergency. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. What I met. The bumper drill. Yeah. I met her on the bumper drill. The bumper drill. <laughs> and then I shared a room with Audrey and, uh, Aubrey and uh, Stephanie, we were in the same, like, what's up? We're like, what's up? <laughs> nice. balcony. We were in the same freaking room. Like, what's going on? That was awesome. Um, cool. I just wanted to do a roundup of just like kind of what's working, not working, and what y'all's experience. Just kind of open open the floor. Rachel or Ross, do y'all have anything to share? You just want to share with people and like what y'all have learned in the last three weeks? Because y'all, out of everyone I know, y'all have been like in it, launching selling in the middle of all this. And I think you guys have a the biggest thing, honestly, after talking to 24 entrepreneurs and like interviewing them um, over the last two weeks is stay in front of build an audience right now. Even if you, if you don't know what to sell, can't sell your current product, don't know what your new, if you don't know what you're selling and can't sell anything, stay in front of the people. Um, one of my presenters gave the example of, um, and a lot of people, I didn't know this, um, but Grant Cardone and Gary V were putting out content for five years before they ever had a product. And then once they finally had a product, boom, they were instant millionaires because they built that audience. So right now ads are as cheap as they've been in 15 years. Um, you literally can get video views for a penny a view. So for a thousand bucks, you can get a hundred thousand views on a video. You can retarget those viewers as so when you are ready for your product, if you've created these audiences and you stay in front of them, they're going to like, know, and trust you. And then eventually when you figure out what you're going to sell, boom, you got an audience to sell to and you got it for cheap and fast. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that about Gary V. I didn't know that about Cardone at all. <clears throat> yeah. Well, even think about the Kardashians, right? Like they built this huge audience, just putting out content, 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 content. And now what do they do? They launch a makeup line, $14 million in day one. They launch a pair of shoes, you know, it's done. They launch a, a purse, like it's done. And so that it's, it's the same thing. They built the audience and then whatever product you choose, the audience is going to get it because they like, know, and trust you. Right. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting. A friend of mine, her, her and I spent like an hour last night or the night before, there she has Leisha. Um, about about the car the kardashians and like the formula that they have and how uh kim right now is really going after spanx she's like wants to like kick spanx out you know she's i don't know bethany's pretty badass oh i know but she's like attack i mean she's competing right so it's yeah. kind of interesting out of all the things that she's doing so what about you rachel what do you what would you say well, I, I would agree with ross about the audience building and thinking you want to diversify your audience. So it's hard to be on all the platforms. Like I'm going to have a podcast and I'm going to have a YouTube channel and I'm going to have an Instagram and I'm going to have a Facebook group and I'm going to have a biz page and I'm going to have a Twitter and I'm going to do LinkedIn and it's just like impossible unless you have a big team. But 
I also wouldn't say go all in on just one thing because you don't want your eggs all in one basket, like just a Facebook group, and then you don't have anything else. So for sure, try to collect emails. And then I would still say go with having a Facebook group, at least clean up your Facebook page and your friends list. I've been going through my friends list, deleting so many people, just like dead weight. Like why am I friends with so many random real estate agents or like a lot of kind of sad actually like I went through there's a lot of like people that passed away also but it's, I haven't looked in my thing my friends list in a long time I mean but some people I don't even know I don't even know who they are it's like how right. did we ever get connected where I could be making the space to connect with my target market colleagues people who are like go-getters that I want to be connected with yeah and then just like your Facebook profile funnel like your cover photo your your bio your description the stuff you post is it relevant to growing your the audience? Your new ones look really good, by the way. Mine? What? Yeah, your new ones look really good. Thanks. I, it's, it's, I think it's and important. they're all optimized perfectly. The, my Facebook? Your Facebook cover, yeah. Yeah, the cover, yeah. thank you. Um, so, like, focusing on your Facebook page, maybe Facebook group, and then another platform, whether it's YouTube or your Instagram or email. And just know that people are still buying. They're totally still buying. If if you're not making money with your online business, teaching online marketing stuff, it's I wouldn't say it's because pandemic stuff and economy stuff. It's is it really something that someone wants to buy? Is it really does it really solve a problem for that target market? Is it the right offer for the right target market? You're buying emotionally right now. What? You're buying emotionally right now, like. But they always were. People always were. So. Um, uh, sell more often, do it more often. But if you're doing something you hate doing, don't do it. If you hate live streaming, live streaming is probably not for you. If it's very hard to do your podcast and you feel heavy weight around it, maybe it's not the right thing for you. So do what you feel good about. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. I love that. I love that too. I didn't know about the penny cent, the cents, whatever, one cent for views. Like I didn't know that. I I had no idea and uh, I need to check out your, tell me what the Facebook funnel is. I think it's fascinating. Well, that's, I just call it a Facebook funnel. It's your Facebook profile on your friend page. When you look at Facebook, there's a person's profile pic. Is yours good? You gotta ask yourself, is yours, is yours good? Your cover photo, is yours good? Does it look like crap or does it look really nice and professional? Your featured photo on the side, does it look good? Your bio, your little one-liner, like what do you do? Does it make sense? is all your links on the side make sense. There's a lot of little things that go into it. And like when people scroll on your newsfeed, is it dogs and cats and like recipes or like that are irrelevant to your industry? Or is it nice, well-written posts and little videos and things that make it obvious that you're in business? You want to use your Facebook to make it clear what, what your business is or what your product is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've had people ask me too about that because that's um the they're they're hesitant to switch over, like, yeah, but that's my personal page. I'm gonna make a second Facebook page that that one's gonna be my business page. Well, first of all, if you do that and Facebook catches you, you get your you chopped and won't have anything. But second of all, if you are an entrepreneur, it is personal. <laughs> You're it's in my home. It's your heart, it's your soul. And and honestly, who's going to support you more than your friends and family, right? So, like, 
I know so many people who are business owners, entrepreneurs, and their family and friends don't even know what they do for a living because they have dogs and cats on their cover photo. Like they don't know, or their profile is a cartoon character. It's not even their own face. So people don't even know who's talking. So, you know, that's super important to have that profile streamlined almost as if it's a landing page. So one, mm -hmm. your friends and family know what you do so that if they need your services, they can ask for it. Or refer two, you. Or two, yeah, they can refer you to people that they run into that need and need those services. And then three, when people start Facebook stalking you because like you're in a group and you commented on something and they come back and look at your profile, they'll be like, oh, that's cool. What's this person do? And if it's set up correctly, it should, it should ask them to either join your group or get my free lead magnet or whatever that is. And now you're collecting an email address. Um, you know, I know in the last uh, two weeks while doing this, I had, I don't know, probably a hundred people join my Facebook group, you know? I have a lot from it. You know what I want to do too is maybe make a special bit.ly link that I use just for my profile, my public profile, so I can track how many clicks am I actually getting just to that link from my profile, from the little description area, from the cover photo caption, from the featured photo caption. We use a different one in, in the three locations because there's basically a three oh, locations. Good. I would do that. And see which ones are. Locations. Oh, what? The three look. What's the three locations? Do you want us to share our screen and show you? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, I actually think I have Rachel's pulled up already. Yeah, I do. Because okay. um, I was about to record this as a class, and you were one of my samples. Mine looks pretty good, I think, right now. I mean, there's awesome. always a few things you want to like. You're planning on doing, and also I rotate my cover photo. So pretty soon I'm gonna rope. Right now it's promoting my group. Pretty soon I'm gonna switch it to promote my pop challenge coming up, profitable online program, free challenge. Then when that's done, I'll probably switch it back to my group, or even just about my program, about my six thousand dollar mastermind. I might make it and say like apply now or book a consultation. Heather, I think you gotta add. Oh, thanks. Screen. Sorry. Yeah. So this is Rachel's page. Um, and can you see the mouse when I wave it around here or no? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hang on. Your messenger won't go away. <laughs> wow. That looks really nice. All right. Maybe that'll go away now. And it's not that you can't so, make something like this on Canva. You probably can, but it's just not my skill set. So that's why I have a designer do it. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it on, on Canva, but this is, so you see right here, it says six for your scaling. She says for coaches, course creators, so it's calling out who, who she works with, learn how to get consistent clients online. So she's telling them exactly what they're going to get. Click here to join the free group. So when the client clicks there, um, if my computer wasn't frozen, it would open that up. And in the description, she's going to have a link. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my, my, you want uh, me to do it? Let me see. Yeah. I have it pulled up too. Maybe mine um, is it. Rachel, why don't you pull up your own? I can do it, yeah. Uh, yeah, mine is my computer's freezing up. Here, I'll stop. I'll let you see. This is also kind of slow. That's the thing. Everyone's online, which is some good news for us, um, but still, everyone's online. Okay, here's my screen. Here's my Facebook. So you click this. Oh, look, it's working. And it's like the link to the group. And here's my profile pic. And here's my little intro at the top. I put a link because these were clickable, but now they're not clickable right here. So I might not put the, I might just add more text instead. 
this links to my business page, but I was also thinking of making a business page for my What? Mine's still clickable there. Oh, it might be on different types of browsers or something. I don't know. Oh, look at your profile. You have the, you, that edit, the, the, the feature picture, the big yes. one. I thought you could have like nine there. You just you can, but when it's nine, it's, it, I used to have nine, but when it's one, it's just bigger, you know? And then it has an arrow to the link right here. They can join my group. All you <gasps> oh do is delete the eight other pictures and then it, it makes the one picture really big. Cause I still have these pictures down here that from my most recent photos. Is that, hold it, go back down. So that's the feature, you can do to one, I didn't know that. And then the, the other one, the recent photos, you can select which ones, so you can- No, it's just the most recent. No, it's yeah. just the most recent, but mine are all promotional stuff anyway. Um, and then I have my followers turned on. You, that's in your settings. And I've been going through the friends list and just deleting, deleting, deleting. Um, did you delete me? No, <laughs> but I was deleting people I like no mutual friends with or like met them at like a bar a long time ago and I never think I'll talk to them again. And just, I know it's not a money making activity, but it kind of is because I feel like when you post on your Facebook page, it's only going to show to, like if you have 5,000 friends and you post Facebook. It shows to seven to 900 people. Yeah. So. What is it, Ross? It's like around seven to 900 people is how many people can see your stuff, assuming you actually get good. Um, Try so it. you might as well get it to the 700 right people. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're right. <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like cleaning out your kitchen. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not a money-making activity, but you got to clean stuff out for yeah. new things to come in. Mm -hmm. It's the old adage, you know, clean it out to create something new. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like boyfriends. If you have a new boyfriend, you got to get rid of the first ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I made a new Facebook group, and I'm filling that up because i just going to let the old one. I'm going to archive it eventually. So, yeah. So, the current one, you have 6,000. You started a whole new group. In I haven't I'm letting it build up with pending approvals, and then I'm going to approve everyone at the same time and, and have, like, a big old internet party in there. Are you doing ads in that one? Adds to running that. ads to the challenge, which is then sending people into the group. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Got it. Started. See, this challenge isn't until three and a half more weeks, and you want to give yourself about three weeks to promote. But I wanted to give myself time to prepare, and and I'm using a lot of technology too, like chatbots, text message marketing, the the email marketing, and I just wanted to make sure it was all in place. What are you using for chatbots? Minichat or? Minichat. Yeah. But I'm using high level for texting. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Did you use any of that, uh, Ross? You, you just busted yours out in two weeks. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, curious. Did you do any chatbots or anything like that? No, I actually don't use chatbots. I was about to start getting into it. And then now they've changed all the rules. And I was like, man, it sounds like you might as well just go for text messaging um, with all the new rules. But I don't I don't quite understand. I've never gotten into chatbots. I think they're, they were awesome. I don't know, like in... 2020, they've changed the rules, so I'm not sure how those are going to pan out. I do um, collect, I did collect emails and phone numbers for this, so I was able to respond to people via email and texting. Oh, um, nice. With with this particular event. What do you and use for texting? Twilio. I use Twilio. Okay. Well, integrated with ClickFunnels, actually, so technically, mm -hmm. I ClickFunnels. Oh, I don't know. You can, oh, I think what I was... It gets so crazy. All the things you can do with the tech and the automation. Yeah. Right. So I had the, um, the email follow-up sequences. I had the texting follow-up sequences. Um, 
And then I, you know, posting in the groups, posting on, I was doing Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, um, three times did, a day. Did you do, um, what did you find your traffic came from more? Did you track that at all? Was it more LinkedIn over Facebook or vice versa? Uh, I didn't even dive that deep into it. Yeah. I was just curious. I think you can look at your Google Analytics and go reverse and see where is the source of the traffic. You can. I just haven't dove into it. I would be. I would be like interested, right? Yeah, because I wasn't running ads. I was like, I was just like, oh shit, let's go. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, of course. You're heavy on Facebook generally. I mean, that's just where you. Yeah, Facebook's my thing. That's your play, you know. Um, and, and Rachel, why have you, I'm going to ask you, um, I'm been diving into the last three weeks. I've spent hours, probably a good 20 more hours, uh, really diving into YouTube. So I just kind of wanted to kind of finish with this is that one, I know you're strong on YouTube, but we just, you talked about it earlier and maybe Russ, what you think too, but you know, not focusing just on one thing, right. Um, I, been heavy on Facebook and heavy on LinkedIn for a long time. And I've like ignored Twitter completely. I've ignored YouTube pretty much. Um, I feel like 2020 for me, I'm really focusing on YouTube. Um, of course now everyone's like a TikTok freak. So, but <laughs> yeah. what do you think? I mean, you, you're pretty, I respect you what you do in YouTube. Yeah. Well, I've been doing a lot of uh, live streaming to YouTube, multi-streaming. I'll actually use StreamYard. And I'll stream into my group, my Facebook business page, and YouTube at the same time. Oh, interesting. Not all the time, but oftentimes. And that kind of, that's usually longer. It's, they're like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 60 minutes live stream, you know? And then, but my regular YouTube videos, I'm a little more perfectionist about them. Like, have my new camera set up, but then, you know, and then I want, I want good audio. I want good video. I want good lighting. I want to cut out any mistakes. I have like my notes off to the side. Every time I have the editor cut out every time I look and it can slow you down, but it's also, it's, we do it to have fun and be creative. And that's my creative outlet to try to be a better producer for my 10 minute, 15 minute YouTube videos. And I also started, um, the, uh, yesterday I was recording videos and I recorded also a couple two to three minute videos that I can use to make those little videos that you put text on top of that could go to Instagram and go to Facebook. Oh, right. Yeah. And so I was having some issues with the, with the camera and the audio and the battery and the memory card and all of that. And then I recorded from phone, those ones. And I used to record my YouTube videos from my phone too, but as you just keep doing it, you just kind of step up your, uh, audio, video, lighting, your AVL, and your SEO. If you are, if you care about it, and you watch videos sometimes about what are the newest things with YouTube yeah. SEO, and pay attention to it, you'll be intentional about your titles, your thumbnails, your descriptions, your tags, the playlists, all the other things. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been diving into is learning the SEO, and then also the thumbnails. Uh, just don't you saw this, but uh, YouTube just came out. It's been like two days, maybe April 14th or 13th. It's called video creator. It's basically, it's a beta and they were going to try to sell it. And anyway, they're giving it away for free. Um, so I don't know if you guys, all you do is just, there's a link and you, you ask for it kind of thing, but it's basically their newest version of editing. And it's designed to do like one minute, 
clips, two minute clips and really simple. Mm -hmm. It's designed for business owners to get oh, help them that. create ads. Inside YouTube? Yeah, it's going to be inside YouTube. It's called- I've had that for years. No, 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 this is a new one. It's called Video Beta, Video Editor Beta. It's designed for small business because they want to help them create one minute video ads. Huh. I'll check it out. The, the hardest part is out. making sure you get the, the closed captions, the subtitles, and making sure they're spelled correctly and on the screen at the proper times. Right. So they have a video editor in there, Ross, but this one's different. I can't tell you exactly. I just know that it just came out. The article's been all well, over. Maybe it's better because the one that I've used inside there is very difficult. Right. This is supposed to be like, they're supposed to, they're trying to help small business owners. The idea is like help small businesses give us videos more. That's right. So they're like, well, what can we do for that? Well, let's make the video editor really simple for them and make it really, I was like, yay, because I can't stand video editing. I'm like, yay, this makes it simple for me. I have not gotten it yet. I've, I've actually uh, used two of my Gmail accounts from two of my YouTube and, and raised my hands and asked for it, but I have not received it yet. Uh, yeah. So. yeah, their editor, it's easy to chop off the beginning and the end, like if yeah. you need to, but outside of that, it's pretty difficult. Yeah. Hey, curious. So, Rachel, have you done, or you, Ross, have you guys done any video ads on YouTube? I haven't for a while, but I have before for affiliate marketing. I always say I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have my evergreen webinar. I'm going to have my ad to my webinar to my order farm or my ad to my VSL to book a call. And like, there's all the ways to do things, and you got to just go with the flow. <laughs> I was just curious if you give feedback or if it, it was good for you or if it, it worked I'm out. sure it would be great for me if I yeah. went, when I, I had my video ready. But you I know brought. a lot of people have a great success with it. Um, I haven't done it, um, but I think it's a great place to be. It's, it's underutilized. You know, all of us run Facebook ads and not all of us run YouTube ads. So like your placement gets a lot better on YouTube um, if you learn that skill and run with it. And you can run your ad right in front of your competitor. Isn't that cool? That yeah. So that's so, I personally for the last two weeks in my C19 dive in have been learning Google AdWords for video. So that was what was so fascinating. It's like so I can put my ad in front of like my competitor. Like that's kind of cool. I, think I have a video I I made for Facebook ads yesterday. I think it probably could work for YouTube. So nice. Yeah. I mean that's kind of what I'm doing so cool. Well, guys, thanks for the roundup. I hope this is helpful for everyone who listens. And of course, go check everyone out. So you have Ross Williams at modernprofits.com and you have Rachel Esley at rachelesley.com. Yeah, yeah? Yes. Cool. Thanks, guys, for doing Thank it. Bye, right, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.